okay, so it's not legal. Shut up. I was snorting coke off of my bed in my prison cell, and now I run a nine-figure Etsy business reselling turtle chains. We're back. We're here. We're thriving. We're ready to rumble. Except for one of us, actually. Uh, one of us has decided to uh, not join us here today. I'm actually sitting with my feet in his chair. Yeah. That would be Drew. It is quite a comfy chair, though. It is a comfy chair. Drew has ditched us because he decided that pursuing his career was a better idea than sitting in the basement talking with us. So, yeah, shame on him. At least one of those things is going someplace. Yeah. Yeah. And it's this broadcast. Not Obviously. True. Not true. Obviously. So, yeah. You know what else is going somewhere, though? A plane headed to Europe. Maybe. Could be. Maybe. Could be. Birds coming back home from Florida. They're here. Maybe. Or the survey. Survey's probably not going anywhere either, no. but, you know. It fill could. it out anyway. Fill it out anyway. Show yeah. us some love and support. Yeah. Use code DrewSucks to actually receive a Drew Sucks t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm probably not going to be at the next podcast just because I want a shirt that says Tony sucks. So now for those of you who missed out on the Dean sucks merch drop, because that obviously happened and wasn't just outside of the three of us. But it, yeah. no, there's a handful of people who now rep the merch, including myself to the gym. However, this is your opportunity to pick up a Drew sucks T-shirt or not. If we even make them, you have to go to the survey you have to say something very nice about Tony and myself, something really negative about Drew and use code Drew Sucks. We will be reviewing these. And if you actually go and do it, you might just earn yourself a T-shirt. So there's your incentive. Go to the survey. Fill it out. We will send you a T-shirt. Or he won't. I don't really Dude, know. Do we even have a spot for a code? I think there's just a line where you could just comment on the <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. I'll put it in there somewhere. We'll probably won't look at it anyway, so. No. Yeah. Anyways. Here goes. All right. All right. I saw Dean at the gym yesterday. I was there. Yeah. Lifting yeah. for the boys who couldn't. Yeah. We we had a casual little talk. Yeah. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about no, today. No, not at all. So here's my pitch. If you can go into the military at 18, you should be able to drink at 18. You can buy a gun at 18, which is fine. So you're right. apparently you're of a solid mental state to purchase a firearm, which you could use to kill animals in hunting for self-defense or to potentially go murder somebody if you're insane. Right. But your brain isn't developed enough to handle alcohol. It's also worth mentioning. Which it was fully developed fine enough to handle alcohol 40 years ago when the drinking age was 18. It's also worth noting that people drink at 18 anyway. Exactly. And in many cases, younger than that. Right. So to argue that, oh, no one touches a drink until they're 21, silly. Exactly. What, what difference does three years really make? Yeah. You can ask somebody at 18 years old <laughs> to make $1,000 of debt of decision to go to attend a college. Right. Where they're going to illegally drink and party and smoke weed anyways. Right. But you won't let them legally go into a store and buy a six-pack can't help but notice the the loopholes in the school of thought here where your brain's not developed enough to consume a bud light 
Right. But you can go to war if you want. Right. Or you get drafted. Like, I could get drafted, but I still can't drink. And right. I don't even drink. I'm not even arguing this because I want to drink. I don't. I don't. I don't see the point in it. But... And I'm not even necessarily arguing it because I want 18-year-olds to drink. I just think it's a senseless law. I agree. Like, or at the very least, make everything else 21. Right. Make it all consistent. That's the only argument. That's another thing is make it all consistent. So you can drive a car at 16. Yeah. Hey, but you know what always tripped me up is that you can't drive past 8 o'clock when you're 16. You have to wait till you're 18 unless you took some driver's thing and then you could do it at 17. Explain to me what the difference is of basically six months, we'll say, from you being 16 and six months to 17 years old, that all of a sudden one day you're like, ah, oh, damn, I can finally see past eight o'clock in the dark while I'm driving. Right. Like, and I took that driver's course, right? Mm-hmm. That was supposed to get you that thing that you could drive past eight or nine, whatever the hell it was. I learned absolutely nothing in there. Nope. Like, solidly, I learned nothing. Nothing that would have told me or shown me how to drive past 9 o'clock at night or just when it's dark out. Yeah. I see. I would argue that driving during a rush hour on transit is way more dangerous than driving down a road street at 9 p.m. I mean, worst case scenario, you probably hit a deer. You're not going to hit a per- You're very unlikely to hit a person. You'll probably hit an animal first. You can hit a deer at any time, though. That's true. You could hit anything at any time. I mean, I guess it's like, what, the whole argument is we're trying to cut down on the amount of accidents? Okay, but how many of those kids break the law? How many of those kids break the law and drink underage? So you're cutting down on accidents because, oh, the same kids that aren't supposed to be able to buy alcohol have already gotten it supplied to them from somebody. Mm -hmm. And maybe the argument's supposed to be, well, if we raise the age from 18 to 21, then, you know, the seniors in high school or whatever can't buy it for their younger kids. Oh, okay. So they're just going to go find someone who's a tw- who's a senior in college then, who's yeah, their friend. And it goes back to the basic principle of the fact that the law is not there to stop anybody. It's just there to incentivize people just not to do something. Yeah. So by the government saying you have to be 21 to drink, it's not stopping anybody from going out and drinking if they want to. They're just going to find a way to do it. Right. It's the same argument with, um, I don't know, banning, like banning all guns. That's going to stop people from hurting each other. It's just going to... It's going to make it harder for some people to obtain a weapon to hurt someone, but it's not going to stop everybody from hurting people. Yeah. And again, we're not here to argue that either. But the point is, the law doesn't stop anybody. No. At the end of the day, it just it gives people like you and I incentive to not go out and do something, but it doesn't stop somebody sick enough from committing something or somebody who wants to drink by drinking. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what the law is. People who want to do it still do it. So why not just get rid of the law? Because it's literally not stopping anybody who's willing enough to do it. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if you were talking about like all laws, just get rid of all laws. But we, def- we no, definitely need no, some sort of you know law in place to keep people like you and I from just murdering acting each a other. fool. Right. Like but, I'm not I'm not advocating that far. I'm just saying like almost to that point. Like in Europe, they don't have a drinking age. I really don't. I do think that it really just comes down to parents at the end of the day. Like, yeah, like the government can say the drinking age is 45 tomorrow. It's not going to stop anybody from drinking. Yeah. You know, so it really comes down to how you raise your children. And, you know, if you don't want your children drinking at 14, then raise them right, I guess is what I'm arguing. But 
Yeah. I don't know. I never, I've never seen the law as the end all be all. So I think that it's silly to sit here like, oh, if we raise the age to 21, it's going to stop a lot more uh, tomfoolery from happening. happening. Oh, yeah, I don't totally. Think that, I don't think that's how that works. Because how many parents do you know that were buying alcohol for the parties in high school? Like, it was a thing. Yeah. The parents just bought the alcohol. Did your freaking little silly law about being 21 stop all the 15 and 16-year-olds from partying? Nope. No. Nope. And what if the kid just steals alcohol? There's so many things that go into it. I'm we, just I'm saying it's like it's almost trivial. Yeah, we can sit here and talk about it all day. But. I think what it comes down to is the home front, like what you were saying, like just yeah, raising people with good morality and a sense of what's right and wrong, which, I mean, let's be honest, people have pretty much dropped the ball on that. Oh, God, they yeah. They blurred the line and they don't know how to teach their kids which end is up because they don't know which yeah. end is up themselves. Yeah, in a lot of cases, it's weird too. As you, as you and I, and people listening to this, have become more of an adult and have grown up and become older. It's weird seeing that transition of like, you always think that the adult in the room is the person that knows everything and is the smartest. But as you've grown up, there's a lot of adults that really suck at being adults, and there's a lot of people who don't know anything at all. And I don't want to sit here and say that I'm smarter than a lot of people, but there's a lot of adults that I've met in my entire life. Mm-hmm. recently yeah that just it's like oh oh my goodness like <laughs> and te- technically if you think about it how do you take t- care of yourself 21 year olds are technically adults right and it's not even it's not even knowing things and the knowledge that you carry it's simply how you carry yourself a lot of people just don't know how to do that it's crazy it's crazy the amount of people who don't know how to carry themselves no matter what age you know what's weird is i still feel like i'm like 18 me too you know it's it's weird I keep forgetting that I'm 20, but at the same time, 20 is not that old. I, I don't know. It almost feels like old. It it does if you think about it, but like, Cause it's like you I thought you were like, old when you were 13. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like I was 15 yesterday. Me too. You know what's weird is 2016 was seven years ago. That's I know. weird. To that's me. almost mind boggling. It really is. And that's strange to think about. And I know we talk about the concept of time all the time on this podcast, but time is fleeting. Time is fleeting. Yeah. That's all there is to it, I mean. As Mr. Pierce once said in seventh grade, time flies like an arrow, fruit flies like an apple. Didn't he used to throw things at people? I don't know. Hmm. I thought there was a guy that used to throw things at people. Probably. I kind of miss middle school. Me too. It's a good time. Uh, I don't know. That's pretty much what I got. I suppose the, uh, the moral of the story here is everything's stupid. That's kind of what it is. Everybody's stupid. Every, everything is stupid. Nothing matters. Just go out there and, and live a good life. That's pretty much it. Make some smart decisions, you know? Well, yeah, you got to make smart decisions. It's, it, I think it's old, but you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and I think that's a good model to live by. Yeah. But I think that I think what it does really come down to is is the home front. Right. You know, I think we could just trace it all back to that, like... If you have to worry about your kids making really, really bad, reckless decisions, you probably drop the ball as a parent. Yeah, if there's no trust between you and your child, yeah, I'm not a parent. I mean, I'd like to be a parent someday, I think. Someday, sure. Given that the state of the world is not garbage. Yeah, but, that's another good point. Yeah. Um, given that the state of the world isn't a trash heap, you know, and there's a lot of things that go into that these days that parents 20 years ago didn't have to think about. Yeah. But um, 
I just couldn't imagine raising a child and then that child just treats everybody like garbage and has no self-respect for themselves or anybody around them. I just I I wouldn't be able to look at my child and be proud. I'm sorry. You know what the problem is is though is that a lot of parents here are so busy now they don't even realize it. And that's something that doesn't make sense to me either. Don't bring a child into this world if you're too busy making money to take care of it. Like years ago, people knew when their kid was a screw up. They yeah. just knew. Yeah. It was it was pretty obvious and they had the writing was on the wall. Yeah, exactly. But now you could easily be a screw up and get away with it and just hide it because your parents aren't around anyways. Right. Think about how many absent parents there are. Now I'm not talking about absent fathers because I know that's like a whole epidemic or whatever, but I'm talking about absent parents, not because they're divorced or somebody passed away. It's because they're working. All they're the just time. working. They're never around and the kid has to do everything by themselves. You right. You don't know your kid at that point because you don't spend time with them. I don't know so why they're you out ever... there making shitty decisions. Yeah, they're just doing it. You have to be a parent when you become a parent. I know that sounds stupid, but it's true. You have to be a parent when you become a parent. It's a job. It is. You can't just bring a child into this world and then be like, all right. Well, life continues. Like my parents talk about all the time how much they sacrificed, you know, parties and that sort of thing to raise children. Right. Even jobs. My dad worked days and my mom worked nights so that one of them could be home at all times with us. Yeah. You sacrifice things as a parent. Right. And it's weird to me when parents will have a child and then just not want to be in their lives. It's bizarre. Or hire babysitters all the time or nannies or send them to boarding school or whatever. It's like, why why go through all that trouble if you just aren't going to take care of it and be part of its life? Well, that's what they did a long time. Like the higher end, you know higher class of people years ago that's what they did they had the kid and like a wet nurse raised it and then the nanny raised it and then they sent the kid to boarding school you didn't the know, point you didn't know your kids you were just literally carrying on a legacy for money at that point right you just wanted the money to go somewhere bizarre yeah i mean it is it is weird but it's yeah. like you should probably at this point with the current development of our world you should be settled in your career which i don't even know if that's possible like, I legitimately don't know for most of the careers that are out there now, is it possible for you to be settled in your career given a certain time? I have given, no idea. Given a certain point in time. Because it's like you're always supposed to be going on to the next thing. Going, You should never be satisfied with what you have, which is weird because it's like, how much more can you possibly reach for? Really? At some point, you have to stop reaching and just say, okay, I'm happy. Right. And just maintain. Exactly. Like in my life... I, I would like to just stay debt-free for the most part. Sure. You know, pick up healthy debt, but stay bad debt-free. You know, I want to, if I have children, raise them comfortably. Right. I would like a nice car. It's been a goal of mine. Yeah. And a nice home. That's not a mansion. Like, what we're sitting in right now is a nice home. This is what I would like. Even if I was absolutely loaded, like, beyond the point of sanity. Yeah. You wouldn't catch me in anything over, like, probably a, a 2,500-square-foot ranch. That's probably pushing it. I could probably get away with 2,000 square foot, but like yeah. somewhere in that range with some property, I'd be happy. Yeah, just a comfy home. A n I want like a nice Porsche. That's I've had my eye on one for a little while now. I'm going to buy I, a classic car. I want to take care of my wife. Um, sure. Raise your children. Raise my children. And just that's the life I want to lead, a comfortable life. Finan financially, I'd like to be sure that I'm sound enough in my job that I don't have to work 17, 18 hour days. Yeah, no. You know, I what I, you know what I mean? Because there's yeah. people like, I don't know, we were in a, this, my uh, one class and there was this guy who came in who was working as some investment banker or something. He's like, yeah, I slept like one hour a night because I worked for 20 hours straight. I'm like, why? Why? 
Why? You're killing yourself for a company that would literally not give a shit if you died tomorrow. They'd really? just replace you. Yeah, they'd maybe send a card to your family, maybe. Maybe a little gift basket yeah. from Tops or Wegmans. <laughs> you know. You're replaceable, and that's that's also why when it comes to Wegmans and my job there, I don't care. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't care who's listening to this. I just don't care. It doesn't matter. It's a grocery store. I'm replaceable. I if I, if I drop dead... Right now, they would find another bozo to open up on Tuesday. I'm sure they would. That's the way it is. But you know who wouldn't find a replacement for you? Your family. Right. Or your friends. Exactly. Because you're you. You're unique to them. I have a good handful of people where I know if I dropped dead right now, they'd be very upset. Sure. And those are the people that I keep around me and keep close to me. There you go. You know what's sad, too? Going back to the parenting thing with boarding school is when these kids have to raise themselves, obviously, they don't, they don't know how to take care of themselves, their children. And they turn to things like Instagram and TikTok and Snapchat and all those platforms. And then yeah. they take part in dangerous challenges or just become a bonehead. Yeah. And then they end up with depression because they have unrealistic standards for life. Sure. With relationships or body image or... Um, career-wise or anything. Yeah. They have a completely unrealistic expectation because one TikTok told them that their body isn't good and then the next one told them that they're not working hard enough in their career and that they'll never be successful. And then the other one told them that depression and anxiety is okay and that you should just experience it and never do anything about it. And it's sad. It's weird because once you enter the workforce, the real, the real life world for work, you kind of have a different expectation then. Reality, reality sets in. You're like, okay, you know, Instagram probably wasn't right. I'm not going to be a millionaire overnight by drop shipping. Like, I know that's a stupid example and we've beat the hell out of it. But I'm saying like right. you get into the workforce and you're like, well, this is what people really make. This is what life is really like. Not everybody's out there making 10, 30 million dollars a day, whatever it is. It's also a lot harder than it seems. Exactly. Like you think, oh, I'll just start a business up and I'll be a millionaire in a few years. What? What? Like, how about 20, 25 years of working your ass off? Yeah, I mean, it takes that, time. That would be sensible. There are avenues to get there quick. It's not easy, though. I mean, if you're somebody, say 20, yeah, you've got a job, a girlfriend, a um, couple hobbies, friends. Yeah. You know, you're how, gonna- how likely are you to dedicate 80 hours a week to a startup project. You're going to make so many, not only social sacrifices, but financial sacrifices. Like To then make financial gains, but for what? Well, the thing is, is hopefully after a while, you would be able to stop making those sacrifices because it would eventually work for itself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you need to, I'm not saying you shouldn't sacrifice, but these people online that are saying, oh, you need to work 80 hours a week. I I was in jail, snorting coke, and now I'm running a... Eight-figure... Highly profitable yeah. marketing skill. Eight, what? Eight, eight, what fi- highly profitable yeah. marketing skill did you learn that you make a million dollars a week? I was snorting- Is it called a friggin' pyramid scheme? <laughs> oh, oh, okay, so it's not legal. Shut up. I was snorting coke off of my bed in my prison cell, and now I run a nine-figure Etsy business reselling turtle chains. Yeah. And you can, too. Yeah. Buy my course. Because that's exactly what I would do is if I was that wealthy is I would tell people exactly how I got wealthy. And then sell a course on it and yeah. promote the hell out of that course. Not just telling people the, the wealth of knowledge that I learned. You got to pay two grand for it. Which is how I make my money, not actually this right. turtle business. I, right. And <laughs> I then make they get two vul- grand off my course. And they get vulnerable people who don't know any different, who yep. buy these courses and then come up with nothing. And then the once in a lifetime where they get a testimonial, that's all they talk about. Yeah. Because it doesn't work. Yeah. 
But there's a reason that mental health is so down the drain these days. It's because of parenting and it's because of just the world we live in and what's encouraged and what's discouraged. You could almost look at it as a strong sense of discipline versus a lack of discipline. Yeah. Because the people that are on the up and up have strong discipline. You have to. I mean, it's almost unworldly. You know, if you want to be successful, you have to, in a sense, you have to make so many sacrifices and you you have have to to. say no to so many things. Like if you want to go out, but you know that that $25 that you're going to spend on that dinner tonight could be better suited to put into your freaking startup and you decide to sacrifice it. I mean, that's just like... It's either that or find new hobbies, you know? There's things, there's been times where it's like, I want to do something and hang out, but I got to get this workout in first. Or I, ha- I yeah. haven't been to the office all week. I got to go to the office tomorrow. Like, I'm sorry. We can't hang out as late tonight. I got to go to the office, whoever I'm hanging out with. Right. You got to make those sacrifices. And it's something that I'm, I've been trying to rebalance because yeah. everybody wants to be motivated. You know, sure. it's December 31st at 11.55 and you're motivated. You're like, I'm going to do it. This is the year I'm losing all that weight. Yeah. I'm going to start my business. Hey, and then New Year's comes. resolutions, our first podcast, right? Right. <laughs> Refer back to our first podcast to, to yeah. get some education. But anyways, um, it's December 31st, 11.55, and you're like, damn it. In six minutes, my life changes. And then, you know, things are going well this, uh, January, and then February starts to tailor off, and then March, nothing changes because in order for – motivation to work you have to convert it to discipline in that process because you're never actually like do i enjoy going to the gym all the time absolutely not there's times where i'm dragging my feet i do not want to go yeah. at all like i just don't I, feel like going. i literally don't want to go anymore at all i really don't either i i don't really want to go anymore yeah. but it's a oh, healthy well. habit and i it's part of my life so i do it now oh it's, well do it, it anyway it's discipline that's what it is it's it's all it is it's you just know discipline. what you know what i tell myself when i say man i really don't want to do this today i say to myself oh well do it anyway really and yeah. then there's people that are like i don't feel like, then don't if you don't feel like doing exactly. it exactly then, then don't then don't then don't then don't i'm not gonna have to wait for you to get off the machine at the gym there you go that's one more deal in real estate i'm not gonna worry i have to worry about you closing because i've got it if you don't feel like it then don't sorry I don't have any sympathy for you. Yeah. If you're so afraid of what everybody else thinks or you don't want to do it because you don't feel like it or whatever the hell, sorry. Stay down there. Can't help you. And that's not to say that there's, shouldn't, you know, everybody's got emotions and I've definitely felt them before. Sure. But at the end of the day, you can cry and whine all you want. No one's coming to save you. Sorry. Sink or swim, man. Sink or swim. You know. Sink or swim. You know. If you don't feel like doing it, then don't. I'm not going to miss you. Right. And then, you know, we've talked about anxiety and depression before. Um, and I'm going to say it again. The bi- the worst thing you can do when it comes to that stuff is just to let it consume you. And just no, sit yeah. there and just let, just let it eat away at you and be like, oh, well, I'm anxious. I'm an anxious person. I'm depressed. You yeah, know, I, I have anxiety. You know, some of the best advice I ever heard was everybody's anxious. That's and, what I and literally yeah. everybody's depressed. So, I mean, obviously there's severe cases, and I'm not saying somebody shouldn't seek help, but like, I'm really anxious about you know such and such today. I, I'm not going to do it. Everybody gets anxious. Everybody's it, got just it. Man. Do it anyways. It's just a difference think, of th- how people cope with it. Do you think that you know people don't get nervous before they have an interview? Everybody does. Some people more than others. But everybody experiences it. And if they don't experience it over the interview, they may experience it over something you barely have any anxiety about. Everybody gets it in a different avenue. 
everybody deals with anxiety, and that's not to downplay anybody's feelings, but everybody deals with anxiety. And the people everybody that does. usually end up with it really bad have let it get out of control for right. whatever reason. Maybe it was maybe it wasn't quote unquote their fault, but you know, well, for whatever reason, they let it get out of control. Now that's the situation that they're in. Yeah, and the worst the worst possible thing you can do is sit there and just be like, I'm anxious, and that's why I'm upset, just because I'm anxious. No, it's 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 not because you've got garbage habits, sucky friends, and no direction. Yeah. It's just because you just You're just anxious. You're just anxious. Yeah. No. You need to make changes in your control. There's things you can't control. And yeah. for that, I'm grateful that I don't have to deal with that. You know, at least right. certain problems. Sure. But there's things you can't control and there's, there's things, blah, blah, blah. You know, everybody deals with different things. Yeah. But when it comes to habits, who you surround yourself with, things that you're working towards, your direction, those are all things that you can control no matter what your situation is. You can always control those things. Yeah. So make it good. I don't really, I don't deal with anxiety or depression that much at all. I get anxious. I've never been depressed. Actually, funny enough, side story. I went to the doctor's office one time, you know, when they gave you that, that piece of paper, um, in the beginning where they have you like, you know, have you been depressed? Do you have smoke, vapor, sexually active, all that stuff. So (laughs) I was filling it out and the question was like, you know, are you upset or sad sometimes? I'm like, yeah, who isn't like, um, you know, just lost my dog, you know? Yeah, I don't remember that years ago, though. Do no, I, I think it's kind of a new thing, but I was like, yeah, you know, my dog just passed away, I guess. Yeah, I was a little upset about that, and, you know, my friend told me that I was, you know, obese, and that was kind of stupid, so I was kind of upset about that. So <laughs> just I'm just making stuff up. But anyways, I said, like, sometimes. Like, yeah, sometimes I'm upset. Yeah, yeah, Who isn't? Yeah. So the doctor came in, and I'm not even lying. She shut the door like, so you're depressed. Let's talk about. It. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. nah, I ain't, you know, you got the wrong. You got the wrong guy. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah, just right there. I was like, I'm not depressed. I just, you know, I, I have emotions. I'm human. They'll subscribe that crap to you so easily, but heaven forbid you need you have like a serious medical problem. They're like, well, just take this, even though it doesn't actually solve your problem. It's crazy. It just deters it. Just take this. You know why? Because we make so much money off the pharmaceuticals that just deter problems. Why would we bother finding a solution? You know who doesn't need medicine? Healthy people. So why would we right. sell them a cure? Right. They'll never need us again. We're not going to do that. Right. But to go back, I do deal with anxiety sometimes. And I've never been depressed in my entire life. I've been upset about things. And there are some prolonged like week or two periods of time where I'm just upset about something. But that doesn't make me a depressed person. And there have been times where I've been anxious about something. Yeah. But I don't let it consume me. And I find healthy avenues to deal with it. So I've never really had to, you know deal with that side of things but there's people out there that just let it consume them and i'll never understand it why do you want to live like that i don't know i've i've been depressed and it's like i think it was just like a bad set of circumstances all hitting me once and it's tough because it's like you don't see a good way out yeah and then one thing talking about like right now or in the past just in the past like okay one thing just falls on top of another. That's it's hard to climb out. You can though. You can't. It's you, it's hard. And I've been in that rut before and it's hard. That's what I'm saying. Like I've been in that rut and it lasted for months. Oh like, yeah. No, it's it just lasts like, a while. It's it's like nothing you just feel like nothing's getting better. Right. And it's like one bad thing after the other, just one day sucks more than the previous one. Mm-hmm. And it's like it happens. It yeah. literally happens. But it's in that moment where you do need to make change. 
maybe you just take a spontaneous trip somewhere or you s- maybe not this extreme, but let's just, for an example, you switch your major at college yeah. or you get a new job or you hang out with somebody you haven't seen in a while or maybe you open up to somebody you don't usually talk to or in bad cases, you go seek a therapist. Sure. Like you make changes and steps in your life and it's not an easy road and so it feels very helpless sometimes, but you need to take those steps to eventually climb out or you could just sit at the bottom and that's it. Well, you could just sit there and just be, I'm anxious and that's it. And hop on, hop on some pills, feel better for a couple hours until you take your next dose and then go to bed. And that's what you live. That's, that's life it's for you. It's a sad, sad life. You got to do something about it. And this, again, this isn't me trying to downplay how you feel. Cause I know I've felt the things before and it's not fun. However, life moves on. Yeah. Bottom line. And you got to enjoy your life, dude. You only got one of them. So go out there, enjoy everything you have, count your blessings, enjoy the little things, and eventually you'll climb out. Yeah. Good place. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. Usual boot off. Yeah. So. See ya. Yeah. Victoria Justice was an underrated TV show. Yeah. See ya. Not really.